the easiest thing is to go over to their house and Netflix and chill. And yes, maybe, you know, they horn dog it out. Oh but God. that's not don't use that as a verb. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Bedtime Thoughts, a podcast where we discuss black and queer issues that keep us up at night. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Juliet. So, how are you doing? <laughs> I am, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, work is good. I guess work isn't like my life. Actually, so Kayla and I decided that she's going to come to Florida, so she's going to come see me and visit. When? At Labor Day weekend. Is that and- in September? Yeah, in September. I know it's a little ways away, but it's still really exciting. And we are going to rent out a little Airbnb on the beach. (gasps) Oh, yay. And just have a time. So, I mean, that's like some cute couple shit, I guess. Wow, how cute. Goals. Which, well, we'll talk about which beach, but wow, that's cute. When did you guys decide that? We decided it. Um, I think on Saturday when you were ignoring me. Oh, no, it was Sunday you were ignoring me. Yikes. Okay. Wasn't ignoring you. I was going through some shit. Um. <laughs> That's fair. I'm sorry. That was insensitive. Yeah. What the fuck, Juliet? <laughs> it's the Gemini in me. I'm sorry. I just don't understand. She gets in front of a mic and she just becomes a different person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so that's cute. So she's just gonna, it's just gonna be three days or what? Yeah, um... I think she's going to be here for four. Okay. Cute, cute, cute. I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it. Thank you. All right. So how are you? Um, I'm definitely better this week than I have been in the previous weeks. Uh, I feel like I have a lot more clarity about who I am or who I want to be and like the things I want to work on so, like for myself and my self-development. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like I like my head is a lot more clear. Like last week, I was just like nauseous with anxiety, and yeah. um, but this week I feel like a lot of weight has been taken off my shoulders, and I see things a little more clearer now. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm able to articulate the things that I want so much better than I have ever been able to. So I feel like that's a really big thing for me, um, and so that that's made my week. That's that's made right now feel better than the yeah. past. So, and I feel like that's such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Being able to, because you've been you've been really doing some self development. You know, oh, like thank you, you were really working on yourself, and we love to see it. We do, but I think that it's a really big accomplishment to go from constantly questioning who you are and what you want to having some clarity and being able to verbalize and say, okay, yeah. this is this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. And they're different. And, there are such different steps. Like, you can be at a step where you don't even know that you don't know that you don't know what you want. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even know that that is even a question. And then mm-hmm. you're at the step where that is a question and, and you're trying to decide, do I want this or do I want this? And and that's where the anxiety is because, like, you know, you don't want to make a wrong decision. And being a Libra, like, fucking have to weigh all of my decisions and overthink every single thing in my life. So, I don't know. I think um, it's just, like, night and day between 
who I was last year, even like I would say four mm. years ago, definitely. But even in the last year or in the last month, like just night and day in my personalities and how I'm able to um, relate to people and articulate the things that I need to other people. Yeah. So. I think that's like, that's, that's, a, that's some good shit. And you also went on this whole self-exploration hike journey. Girl, it was great. And I'm so happy I did it. And I slept in my car for two nights and it was really an eye-opening experience because I knew that I wanted to travel before, mm-hmm. but I never like ventured out in that way. I'd always been dependent on the people around me to be those explorers with me and to like kind of in a way hold my hand but I've never ventured outside of my comfort zone and like done something by myself and then to the extreme of sleeping in my vehicle so it made me realize that there's a lot of adventurous shit that I want to do and Mm -hmm. um and like explore that so it was eye-opening in so many ways so I'm here for it so I guess is that like also your victory well I mean that is part of my victory definitely like this clarity for this week. Um, but I also have another victory. And since we haven't really talked that much in the last few days, we actually don't know each other's victories oh <laughs> like we usually do. But true. Um, this week, I actually um, reached out to a friend of mine who I've been kind of estranged from for like two or three years now. And a very, like a really good friend of mine, like a I would say one of my best friends um, in high school and through college. And then we just fell off. And I we didn't have a conversation about why we fell off. We kind of just fell off. And um, I, have a, I have a theory of why, but um, we just never talked again. And I didn't want to push the relationship because I kind of sensed that she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. So I didn't want to, like, force that. Mm-hmm. But recently, I've been watching our friend Selena's stories and how she's connected with Alex and how they were roommates and they kind of fell off and now they're back together. They're business partners, which is awesome. And it inspired me to reach out to my friend and um, see if she wanted to, to talk about what happened. And she's like totally open to it. And so we're going to have a lunch date tomorrow and oh, talk about yes. <laughs> what hap- what happened between us and like, I guess catch up and see where it goes and I'm really excited because she was a huge part of my life and like with everything that has happened in the last few months like she's one of those people that I was like man I really wish I could talk to her about this so I'm really excited to connect with her (laughs) and being the growth and being able to fucking like look at yourself and say okay you did something wrong you need to own up to it and like reach out to this person and apologize if it's necessary, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know. Which is huge. Trying to get out of my petty phase. (laughs) Which is so good. I feel like a lot of times we are so quick to be, like, to identify people who have wronged us. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever want to acknowledge that we may have wronged someone, that we may be the bad person in someone's story yes and even if we've grown I find that it's still hard to accept like like I think about when I was in when I was in like middle school I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who would be like Juliet is toxic as 
Fuck. Girl, same. Oh my and god, same. Maybe even high school. And so I think it's it's really good to like be able to see your growth, you know? Mm-hmm. And be able to say, okay, you know what? I'm putting this petty shit behind me. I'm going to be a boss-ass bitch. I'm going to be a grown lady. And I'm going to acknowledge that I fucked up. Right. And I'm going to own it. Yeah. And then you give people the ability to say whether or not they want you in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So. It all goes back to how you can't control other people's reactions. You can mm-hmm. you can take responsibility for the things you've done. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to them if they want to have you in their life again or if they want to basically cut that relationship off. Like, that's up to them. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't ever give them a chance to do that, then, I mean... That's on you. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm super impressed that you were like, yeah, let me reach out to this person and yeah. like, talk to them. Yeah, I love she's that. been she's been on my mind a lot for the last few weeks and um, you know, I hadn't I hadn't thought about her too much over the last few years and like not to not in a bad way, you know, it's just that we we don't talk anymore and you mm-hmm. know, so, but because she was on my mind so much in the last few weeks, I was like, okay, this is a sign. Maybe, you know, we're on some wavelength shit and she's thinking about me too. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, and then I got on that live with Alex and Selena and listened to their story. And I was like, wow, this is kind of similar to what was going on with us. And I should probably reach out. And I gave her the opportunity. I gave her this the disclaimer, like, I have a theory of what happened, and I would love to talk about it if you would, but if you don't, that's totally fine. I understand, and I respect your space and your energy. And mm-hmm. she responded and was like, yeah, I totally want to talk to you, so it worked out. Well, all you can do is ask. Exactly. How, what's your victory this week, girl? My victory for the week? I just feel like we should say <laughs> your victory for the week. First, <laughs> to switch it up. Why? I just said my victory. Oh shit! You did. Yeah, that was that whole thing was my victory. What the fuck, Julia? Do you even? I listen got to lost me? in our conversation, and I thought that was a part of our catch up. Aww. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> so my victory for the week is that I feel like I am really out here adulting mm-hmm. i am trying to buy a car well actually no i don't really know if i want to buy a car but i was thinking about buying a car so i went through like all the processes i did my research i called my insurance company who does that you know i got pre-approved for a loan guys just you... <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> just really you know i'm really proud of myself but now i guess it's a victory still but now i'm like i don't even know if i'm gonna get a new car okay (laughs) before we continue guys you let us know you let us know on our instagram do you do all this stuff before you make a big decision are you calling your insurance companies are you getting pre-approved for a loan are you doing all this research i don't know you should if you're not you probably should be but i didn't so i want to know if you're doing that and you know if you need to do that reach out to julia she can help you out because she's a pro now nah that's not true. <laughs> no. They got financial advisors for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Especially since, like, your la- the last car you bought, it didn't go this way, right? No. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I got fucking bamboozled. She got scammed. I got scammed 
of my first car. And don't get me wrong, I love Becky, right? We've been through a lot together. You gotta stop disrespecting her like that. I'm just saying, like, you know that's why you chose that name. No, I chose that name because she's white. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta change your name to Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I know, we keep changing it now. Maybe it's gonna be like Becky Karen Locke. We'll see. Oh my god, no. <laughs> that is not why her name is Becky. Are you serious? That is, that is 100% why her name is Becky. <laughs> I totally thought it was because of the the song mm-hmm. Becky. Oh my god, such so, a great song. Iconic. Tell me why someone at work who the same thing and in front of my superintendent who is no. pretty, pretty old, pretty white, no. starts singing that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, what is that song? What is that song? And I was like, oh, my goodness. And you could take a wild guess at who it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. (laughs) Just take a wild guess. But um, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, Becky, oh, yeah, I got scammed out of Becky. I mean, like, I was looking back at the payment. Y'all, this is ridiculous. If anything, if anything, I will... If I don't get a car, I'll probably try to, like, get a lower interest rate. But 20-year-old Juliet got bamboozled, yeah. So I'm not trying to go through that again. Yikes, yikes, yikes. But, you know, you learned your lesson. You learned from your mistakes. And now you're out here adulting and making real-ass decisions based on facts. Factoids. Factoids. So good for you. Definitely something to be proud of. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, what is keeping us up in these motherfucking sheets? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we are still stuck on queer ships. Queer yeah. ships part two. <laughs> Guys, we so many relationships. Going to answer. We're not going to answer, probably. We're going to talk about. We're going to debate. All of the questions that keep you up at night. Like, do lesbians really U-Haul? Yes. Are gay relationships better? Yes. You know, uh, is it smart to be friends with your ex? Mm, debatable. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's where we end the the, the episode. So see you guys next week. Um, mm-hmm. Have a great night. Please uh, let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so really, let's just jump into it because I have a very controversial lesbian opinion. Yikes! And we want to know it. I'm just, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I don't really think that lesbians U-Haul more than any other group of people. That doesn't make any sense, Juliet. Why? Lesbians invented the U-Haul. Like. I get it. Like, it's a thing. I'm fine with it being a lesbian thing. I'm just saying, like, I personally have not been able to find any studies that back that up. Okay. All right. Well, are you looking for scientific studies of how lesbians you haul more than heterosexual couples? I mean, I just I just want to see the facts because I did read something that said that they move in at about the same rate. Granted, that was like Disagree. two years ago, but still... Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's define U-Hauling, though. Are we talking about, like, moving into a place that we call our own, or are we talking about somebody inhabiting your own space but also has their own space? Like, do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
I guess that's a good one because I have always defined you hauling as moving in together. Yeah. Like, this is now our space. We mm-hmm. don't have separate spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how I define it, too. But, you know, having this discussion with you, it kind of makes me think, like, most of the time, I feel like if we're not already living together, it's, like, that the other person is taking up the, like, the partner is taking up the other person's space, like, 90% of the time. So even if you have separate, um, even if you have separate apartments or separate places that you live, person B is going to be at person A, person A's house 90% of the time, even though they're paying rent at person B's house. I get that. And, like, but I, I just... The non-homosexuals do the same thing. Oh, my God. What, why can't you think of their name? I literally always forget. I'm so sorry. The Heterosexuals? Shape, heterosexuals. <laughs> they, they do the same thing. The heterosexuals. Like, they don't. I, okay. And I, I feel like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> they really don't. Okay, but I remember, like, in college... Like, those straight couples were always in each other's dorms. Always in each other. I mean, sleeping over, staying over. I mean, you could be by two. Just always, like... But that's I feel like that's a college thing. Like, that's a... You don't really have anywhere else to be thing. Like, college horn dog thing. Like, you, what are they doing in their dorms? They're having sex. Like, they're not doing anything else. I mean, they could be chilling. They're not. But they might be. They're not. I'm just saying, like, even, but even, like, now, I feel like people, like, that's just what you, you want to gravitate to that person. Like, you want to be near that person. Disagree. Think about your heterosexual friends. Do you have any heterosexual friends? I don't think you do. That's not true. I, I, I do. I do. I have, I have, I have, like, she's about to say two. She's about to say two heterosexual friends, and those heterosexual friends I, might be in a relationship with each other. I have several mm. <laughs> heterosexual friends, okay? I live a very diverse life. Okay. Actually, I have heterosexual friends from work. Okay. I mean, And yeah. what are their living situations? Well, a lot of them aren't in relationships, or they're married. So what is, like, I don't, what is your, what is your, like, scientific basis here of, like, how... I just, I just don't understand, like, I feel like when you're in a relationship with someone, Mm -hmm. you want to be with that person. You want to be near that person and Uh you want to spend time with them. And a lot of times the easiest thing is to go over to their house and Netflix and chill. And yes, maybe, you know, they horn dog it out, but I can't believe I just said that. Don't use that as a verb. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, we're just going <laughs> to not ever mention that I said that. We're not going to um, cut that out. That's gold. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I'm not saying that we can't have it. I'm fine with it being, a like, a thing. You know, I'm fine with it being a stereotype. I just don't know that there's anything to really back that up. I just, okay, for, an, anecdot- anecdotally, like, I haven't been in a heterosexual relationship in a in a while, but when I was in that relationship, yeah, I was at his dorm all the time, but 
I, that's not fair, Alyssa. But that. I couldn't. How how is that not fair? How is how is that not fair? I'm the one you're who's a been dog. in a. I what girl? <laughs> First, I'm the I'm the one out of the two of us who have who's been in a heterosexual relationship. Okay. So I feel like you can't even talk on that. All right, you're right. I'm not gonna invalidate your experience. So, <laughs> but. Like, when I was in that relationship, yeah, I was in his dorm all the time, but I wasn't thinking about moving in with him, or, like, I wasn't trying to get an apartment with him. I was also 19, so that could have been it, too. You know, that could have been why I wasn't trying to do that. But then when I started dating Tammy, we were roommates first. <laughs> Which we were is roommates first. Not normal. It's not. And I don't know if that really supports the whole U-Haul thing, but she definitely lived in my room. So, okay, maybe I, we should have looked up a study on this. <laughs> I just feel like maybe we should have came more prepared, but I'm ready to debate because it's definitely a lesbian thing. I feel like, like all of my heterosexual friends, like I think about my heterosexual friends and none of them live, almost none of them live together. And all of the ones that do live together waited at least a year before they got an apartment together. At least. And okay. lesbians, girl, two months tops. What? No. How long? Okay, as we all know, we've established earlier that I don't have that many straight friends, okay? Mm -hmm. Sue me. She says several, but okay. I do have several. Like, I could probably name, like, five right now. Is several more than one? Five. Yeah. How many straight friends do you have? More than five. Okay, whatever. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, I just... I just... I know a lot of gay people, and I don't feel like two months is when after like when people move in. Like, yeah, you'll be spending a lot of time at their place, but you always have your own place to go back to. But mm-hmm. also, 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 I can see how it would be a gay thing because a lot of straight couples have this idea that like they shouldn't live together or they shouldn't like have sex together before they're married. So I can see that. I don't find that gay people really subscribe to that. Obviously, we're already living in sin, so. Ayo. What's one more sin? (laughs) Just me and my girlfriend. Me and my my girlfriend. Okay, okay. Um, So I could see it. I just, I don't know. It's always been one of those things that I know I don't know. I, I feel like it's the same thing as, like, how many lesbians do you know have Subarus? Actually, I don't know any lesbians with Subarus. I feel like we were listening to the Bad Queers. Well, we weren't, but we both listened to that Bad Queers episode where they were talking about how Jeep should be, like, the new lesbian yes. car. And yes, I more so I agree with that. that. So, anyways. Yeah, I, I actually know more heterosexual men with Subarus than I do women. Yeah, and then you tell them it's a lesbian, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> like that was that's new information to me. I think I think you were the one who told me about how Subarus were the lesbian car like mm-hmm. this year, like 2020. Guys, I'm so out of touch. Okay, <laughs> really obviously are. I don't know many things about my community, but it's fine. We're learning. That's what but, we're here for. Okay, so I guess I guess that I can I can see how you Holly would be a lesbian thing because I think just innately queer relationships just operate differently they just progress faster 
I think. I don't even know that they progress faster, though. Girl, why not? How do they progress faster? I feel like, um, for me, in my opinion, more so lesbian relationships, because obviously I can't speak to gay male relationships. I can't speak <laughs> to that because I'm not True. a gay male. Um, but in more so in, like, lesbian relationships, I feel like they tend to be more sexual earlier on. Okay. And, like, I th- for I think that's what makes the lesbian bond, <laughs> I can't believe I just called it that, more, like, stronger at the beginning because sex is a thing at the beginning. Like, it's more of a thing than it is with heterosexual relationships. But, again, I haven't been in a heterosexual relationship in a while, and I really tried to wait f- for sex with that one. So... I don't know. I For me, at least, I feel like the connection is stronger from the beginning. And so things progress more quickly. And lesbians tend to, like, want to spend time with their significant other more than anyone else, I feel like. Okay. So you're right. I just did a quick goog. Oh, my God. She, hit, she said and it again. I did. Anyways. And, um... So this study, it's called Commitment Timing in Same-Sex and Different Sex Relationships. Oof. And, Give um, us the facts. So it says that for, it says that for same-sex couples, same-sex relationships, um, the formation of a romantic relationship does form quicker. Wow, guys, look at me. I know the things. Okay, so why do you think that is? So, like, earlier I was talking about how lesbians connect on a sexual way, like, on a sexual relationship earlier. And, yeah, I want to kind of take that back because I don't think that's entirely true. I think that women are just innately more in tune with their emotions and are just more emotional beings to begin with, for the most part. And I think that it just... Like, women want to be around their significant others more than males do. So when it comes to heterosexual relationships, there's more of a balance in how much time there is spent with each other. When there are two women involved in the relationship, like, I just feel like there there are just so many more emotions and um, more of a desire to want to be with each other all of the time. And that kind of goes back to my U-Hauling discussion, like, they're with each other all of the time, and that relationship progresses so much quicker because they're with each other all the time. But I disagree because, one, I disagree that women are always more in tune with their emotions because I think that we have these broad generalizations over women, and those largely surround are surrounded by stereotypes about women, mm-hmm. not created by women. You know, mm-hmm. stereotypes pushed onto women. And so I think that, like... The study was about all same-sex couples, not just lesbians. Mm-hmm. So if, if for example, like we did grant and say that you were right, right? Like it's just lesbians. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like this is, it, it stems from this broad um, overgeneralization of women and what it means to be a woman and the stereotypes associated with that. And so the study was about all same-sex couples, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I think if you were going to say that, you would have to say the same thing about two men who are together, mm-hmm. right? I also think that we aren't taking into consideration like women who present differently, like women who are like more masked or, you know, overly femme women or, or women who just don't know how to handle their emotions, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that being a woman means that you're in tune with your emotions. Sure. I don't think that's a fair statement to make. Okay, I agree with um, that. So, you know, I and I also think that when you look at um, opposite sex heterosexual um, relationships or even relationships where people are just they just happen to be in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex not necessarily heterosexual I don't think that like just because there's one presenting male and one presenting female means that they have a balanced relationship Mm -hmm. because those relationships can be toxic those relationships can they can move in after a month of being together I mean like in the like when you look at like I'm just gonna think about the people that I went to high school with when I went to like a Christian high school a lot of those people got married like really quick Mm -hmm. you know and they were trying to have sex Maybe they were trying to have sex, but also maybe it's, like, a culture thing. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but also I think it's a culture to, like, when you know, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, like, the idea of, like, U-Hauling doesn't make sense to me because I think it's surrounded by all of these different stereotypes of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a female, what it means to be all of those things. And, like, yes, I know that I'm overthinking about it. Come for me. Whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't think you're overthinking. I think you present really great, um, really great, uh, what's the word, mm, arguments. I think these are valid. But I think there is also, I, I just came up with something and I just forgot it. Mm, damn. I was about to hit you with the facts. Oh, and I wait, to- were you? No, I was about to hit you with the opinions and I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot. Um I don't, I still think that lesbians are the queens of U-Hauls. Like, I, I still, I still feel that a lesbian relationship or a queer, oh, this was what I was going to say. Do you feel like because queer relationships are so, mm, I don't know, not normalized that in a way, like, we're figuring it out as we go and it just requires a lot more work and in that in that sense you become closer to your partner because you're putting in extra work like um no not necessarily Hmm. like I I do get like the basis behind what you're saying but like there's a deeper connection formed because the the queer relationship is not widely accepted you know like yeah and I I think I get that I think that I would say that we tend to find community in our partners Mm -hmm. um and we tend to find community through our partners right and so because of that I would say we have a like various amounts of different types of bonds that we're forming 
And I think that kind of leads into like why we're so hesitant of letting those bonds go. But and why I we're think, still friends with our exes. And why we're still friends with our exes <laughs> if you have an ex. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I I think it really depends and I think that, you know, there's so many factors that play into a relationship mm-hmm. that play into queer relationships and I think the reason why I've always been so adverse to like the U-Haul thing is one because I can't find any like that type of person that I am is I want to find something that shows me that proves that to me right and if you have something if you're listening and you have something please send it over like I'm always willing to change my mind send the Wikipedia link don't send a Wikipedia link. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know what I think it is? Mm. I think that, so what you were saying when you said that queer relationships aren't normalized, mm-hmm. people tend to hyper-focus on queer relationships in attempts to, like, define it, label it, categorize it, mm. and... Um, I still stand by that. I don't really think that straight couples or opposite sex couples move in at a different, like, speed or progress. I mean, obviously, they progress emotionally at a different speed. Um, but moving in-wise, just specifically U-Hauling, I, I just can't do that. But I do think that if you were, like, hyper-focused on one group of people... And, you know, like, a small study of that group of people, like, and you saw that it seems like all all the time they're moving in together, mm-hmm. you know, then, yeah, that's how, like, that stereotype would form. And I could see that being something. And maybe at some point it was because that's where you found your respice, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know. So. I think that we're just going to we're going to disagree on that one. Okay, we're going to disagree on that. <laughs> I think you I think you have really valid points. Like I think that, you know, and you can't generalize all lesbians and all um opposite sex couples and all gay couples and all couples basically. You can't generalize, but in my experience and from the things that I've seen, I feel like you hauling is a 100% lesbian thing. And you know, I can die on that hill. It's fine. Okay. Like, we're both going to die on the hills. It's Different fine. hills. Different hills. See you I'm later. just going to, like, wave to you from mine. See you in my hill hell. My hell. My hill in hell. I'll see you from my hill in hell. That took a while, didn't it? <laughs> it took, did. Took some took I did. Some it took, some, took, took a few brain cells <laughs> to help me out on that one. It took the few that I had left. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite the weekend. Honestly. Okay, so do you think, so, you know, we talked about those, like, stereotypes. We talked about um, the fact that, you know, emotionally it's been proven. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitter about it. I'm just kidding. I mean, you don't sound bitter at all. <laughs> it's been proven that emotionally queer relationships do progress faster mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you think that our relationships look different or 
perform differently because of the societal norms that are around us. Like, when you think of, like, a societal, or, like, when you think of the, like, relationship that we grow up learning about, thinking about growing up, it's it's very much based in gender roles. It's very much based in the idea that men are supposed to perform a certain way and women are supposed to perform a certain way and you know men will provide and women will take care and you have this masculine role and you have this feminine role and that plays out in every aspect of the relationship yeah you know and I think you know now it's a little bit different because we do have like women who work women who don't fully take on that but I feel like even if you look at like what's happening in the pandemic how many women are stepping down from their roles Mm -hmm. to take care of their children at home right how many men are not because then it's not seen as something that they should do Mm -hmm. right and that's a very societal thing that like we face but in a queer relationship if you have two women working you know like or two two women who are parenting a child two men who are parenting a child You know, like, how does that impact our relationships? How does that impact the roles that we have in our relationship? I personally feel like in the the queer relationship, we have that ability to define it on our own. We have the ability to not subscribe to those societal norms that are thrown our way. Mm -hmm. Um, because, Because it's different, because innately it's different, you know? Yeah. In my experience, though, I feel like the women that I have dated have been more masculine and they have always assumed those societal roles of masculinity. You know, they've Mm -hmm. always been more of a provider or Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that just because I'm feminine, I'm not a provider. But in terms of those social norms, like. I would be the more feminine person in our relationship. I would be the 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 take care person, I guess. And you know, now that I'm saying this out loud, like that's not me. So I kind of agree with you that we are allowed to shape our relationship and there doesn't necessarily have to be a take care person at all. Mhm. But I think about the types of people that I've dated and that I feel like they subscribe to to those, like, masculine provider, protector type roles. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think – I feel like in my previous relationships, like, that would be a thing. I would be the person to step down in those relationships. And I think yeah. that – I don't know. I think that some people like the – the masculine role, like the 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 societal norm of a masculine role. Mm-hmm. Some people like that. I'd, I don't know. I think people subscribe to it because they want to subscribe to it. And I think that's the difference, mm-hmm. right? Like, to me, that's the difference between heterosexual relationships and queer relationships in general. Like, um, and when I say queer relationships, I mean bisexual, pansexual, mm-hmm. you know, gay lesbian everything in between um you 
I feel like there's less of a pressure to fill in a specific role. I think that we we take on the roles that we feel like best suit us Mm -hmm. as people not as women or men or masculine or feminine Mm -hmm. you know um because we don't have like like yes our relationships are influenced by that because we all grow up in this society where that is a norm Mm -hmm. but as a whole we kind of take it upon ourselves to like change the narrative and I think that's that's a beautiful thing about queer relationships is that we can change the narrative, right? Like, if you wanted to, if you and your partner who was more masculine sat down and talked and your masculine partner was like, look, you know, I want to stay home. You know, like, if you were, if you had kids and you were in this pandemic and your masculine partner was like, hey, I just want to stay home and be with the kids. You know, like, you guys could do that and because you're queer, I don't think that there's as much of a pressure mm-hmm. for them to express that. You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, I could not, I couldn't imagine if I had, you know, like, friends and, you know, one was, like, more mask and one was more femme and they were together and the mask one was like, yeah, I want to just step down and, like, be at home with the kids, like, I feel like that's your prerogative. Like, you can do that if you want to do that. And you being masculine has nothing to do with whether or not you want to work and be the provider. You know, it has nothing to do with, like, whether or not you want to stay home and, like, you know, be the quote-unquote caretaker. Um, and you don't think that that is acceptable necessarily in heterosexual relationships or opposite-sex relationships? You don't think that happens? I- I think it happens, but I don't think it's as accepted. Mm. You know, I was thinking about this because, um, what was I doing? We were talking, oh, we were talking about this this guy who wanted to, like, stay home um, because, you know, his daughter was sick. And I remember, like, people were just kind of like, doesn't he have a wife? Mm -hmm. Why isn't his wife staying home? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. And for them, I don't think it's a, like, it's a, I think it's a subconscious thing, you know? It's not something that they're actively like, oh, he's the guy, like, he should not stay home. I think it's more of like a subconscious thing. It's just not something that you see. It's not something that's normalized. But yeah. I feel like in queer relationships, we, we exist outside of the norm, mm-hmm. you know? I see what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. That that makes sense. I mean, I can agree with that. There is there's definitely some pushback when it comes to men taking on the role of the caretaker and the women being the provider. I just don't know that it's different in a queer relationship just because you're the same gender. Like but I don't know. I guess that's just my my view because I've always been in mask femme relationships and I I just don't see that type of conversation happening for me personally. What do you think about, though? Like, because the relationships aren't always mask femme. You can have two femmes in a relationship. Yeah. You know, or you could have someone who doesn't really, like, subscribe to either masculine or feminine. Right. You know? Um, Like, you have 
all these different things and like yes you can have a like a non-binary person who prevents us more like mask or more femme but um you you have a lot of relationships where there are like two very masculine men together two very feminine women together two mm-hmm. very feminine men together and two very masculine women together yeah but I was going to say that I do think that there is a stigma around queer couples. And I don't know if it's from the queer community or outside of the queer community because I don't think we see a lot of, like, studs together per se. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't see a lot of, like, two masculine women together. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you see, I think there are, like, terms for, like, two masculine men together, you know, Mm -hmm. being together. Yeah, I don't know what the term is. I can't really speak on, like, the gay the gay male side of it but like for women um you don't typically see people with open arms willing to accept two masculine women together yeah and i definitely have seen that in the in the queer community as well like not just outside of the queer community because outside of the queer community there's hardly any acceptance but inside even the queer community you see two studs together and people are almost disgusted which is ridiculous like coming from a place of acceptance and and all these hardships that we've been through to just <laughs> just like throw these these this relationship away is kind of ridiculous to me. Why do you think why do you think people react that way towards like two masculine women per se? I think that people just don't I think people are just stuck in their ways. I think that people are very, humans are very, like, um, experience-driven. And if they can't see themselves in that situation, then it's wrong. You know, and I think that, for one, the lesbian community is so fetishized fetish mm. fetishized fetishized words um that <laughs> you know it's not it's not quote unquote sexy to see two studs together it's not attractive mm. to see two studs together and that i think that's a societal a societal problem like because lesbians are always in in film and in um in media presented as femme or stud and femme and femme and femme and never stud and stud it's just not normalized Mm-hmm. And I think that just a normalization of it would bring it up a long way. But all in all, I just don't think it's normalized. I think it also comes back to, like, like you said, like, the fact that lesbians are fetishized. I think it also comes back to the idea that, like, you know, women are for the male gaze. Yes. And, like, two women are for the male gaze. And I think, like, even when you, like, even when you think about like trans women right and like the like the shit that they have to go through Mm -hmm. because men don't you know see them as valid and like I think like a lot of the times like especially in society we view things from like the male gaze Mm -hmm. and and I feel like that's why like when we think about it we think about like the way we've been brought up in society like we're so adverse to like seeing those things or people feel so threatened, which Mm -hmm. is like absolutely fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But I I think like that has so much to do with it, with like how much women are fetishized, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it also like 
goes into like why some people like question like the validity of them being like a lesbian right Mm -hmm. and falling into that space sometimes um and accepting that and accepting like like well if i'm if i'm if i'm this and i'm attracted to like you know if i'm femme and i'm attracted to another femme is that you know like your relationship is really people are going to see that and they're going to like sexualize it Mm -hmm. so much you know yeah and I feel like that also creates like this uncomfortable aspect of it you know and then you have two two masculine women and people are like oh that's not attractive and it's not sexualized and then it's like you make people uncomfortable and it's like you know at the end of the day like women just can't fucking win like at all (laughs) you know (laughs) like And it's like, just let us fucking be. But, yeah, you know, I think especially in the queer community, it, it is something that we should work towards normalizing, yeah. you know, among ourselves. Because if we're going to have this place of community, we really need to make sure that everyone does feel accepted in this community. We need to check ourselves. Exactly. Like, make sure that we are making sure that, like, our brothers and sisters feel validated mm-hmm. in who they are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because if the outside world isn't going to validate us, then we need to validate us. Exactly. This is the community that we need to, that we are supporting. Like, mm-hmm. we can't just support half of it. And I think you hit it right on the right, the nail right on the head when you said um, women are for the male gaze. Or that's what the societal um, norm is, that women are for the male gaze. And that is why two sets together is like not fetishized because or fetishized i can't say that word how do you say that word (laughs) (laughs) fetishized we'll work on it we'll practice it but i i totally agree with you on that one and yeah we need to uplift each other in this community it's ridiculous yeah and i think like you definitely had more experience with than me in terms of like seeing two like masculine women i think for the most part i'm like together I think for the most part, I see just, like, a lot of, like, mask and femme women. Yeah. So it's, like, it's a little bit different, too. I haven't, I, I personally ha- don't have any friends. Mm, yeah. I can't think of anybody who, I don't, I can't think of anybody, any two studs that are together. But I do, like, I, I do follow. I thought you showed me a picture of two studs together. I do follow people on Instagram that I don't know personally, but. Oh, oh, you didn't know them. Okay. No, I don't, mm, no, I can't think of anybody like that but yeah that's beauty of queer relationships though it's just so fluid (laughs) you can literally be with anybody (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyone you want and you can like kind of like set the tone of your relationship Mm -hmm. you know in your own right in your own way and yeah and I think that's beautiful I think it's beautiful the way like we can kind of like at least in our little circles change that yeah queer relationships is like build a bear for relationships <laughs> <laughs> honestly you can make wow that's so accurate <laughs> oh my gosh i just thought just of that build a bear thank you you just fill that's it with good. stuffing and love yeah and dress it however you want yeah so i think that's the beauty of queer relationships i think the all the beauty of queer relationships too is that like in our relationships like i said earlier we find our community mm-hmm. and we find like these people who like give us a sense of belonging yeah our, right our families 
yeah, our chosen families, our families. And so I think I have, I have a theory and I know that you don't necessarily agree with this one Uh, either. I don't agree with any of your theories. I know, I know, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I, I feel like queer people like stay in relationships with their exes or not stay in relationships, but they like remain friends with their exes. Do you agree with that? So I do. So I agree with that, but I also just thought it was a me thing. And I also talked to other people about this and they feel like it's like, they feel like it's a everybody thing. They don't feel like it's just a queer thing, but really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think it's I don't know that it's a queer thing anymore. Like I was so like gung ho about this is a queer thing. Like we have our chosen family. We've been through so much together. You're such a big part of me. Mm-hmm. Like we've built this community together. Community together. But I I feel like um if things don't end badly in your relationship whether or not you're queer it's still possible to be friends with your ex. And I think that people take advantage of that and people do that. You know, they, it's hard to let go of someone that you love in general. Yeah. You know? And I guess like maybe, I don't know. I just feel like straight people are like, I was, I was really the reason I thought about it is because I was like looking at this thread on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it was like, it was like my, my girl don't need any other any other guy friends because she has me mm-hmm. and I was like reading the comments as you do mm. and people were like super into that like people were like well they can have guy friends but they can't be friends with their exes yeah. um and then like women were talking about how like um uh, if I'm not gonna be friends with my ex you shouldn't be friends with your ex like friend being friends with your ex isn't like um a reason to keep like other like females or other men in your life or whatever i guess but i think that comes from a place sorry i cut you off no no no. go ahead i think that comes from a place of insecurity like i agree i think that it is totally fine to be friends with your ex if you have a like a a respectful relationship um like these people have shaped your life and were your best friends at the time you know Mm mm-hmm and I think I think it's kind of like I think it's ridiculous to just throw that away if things didn't end poorly. I like to check up on my exes. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds kind of toxic. Um, no, but I like to like I like to check in with them and see how they're doing because they were a huge part of my life, and I'm not gonna just hit them up like when I'm in town and like go to dinner with them but I'll text them every now and then and be like hey what's up how's so-and-so hey you have a girlfriend now that's cool how is she whatever like it's not I I feel like it's not that big of a deal and I'm I I'm not insecure about my girlfriend being friends with her ex might not that might not be the case in in certain situations like things might have ended badly and you don't want to be friends with your ex, but that's a whole different story. That's a whole different situation. Um, but I was talking to Tammy about this, and she said it like she thinks it's messy, and like those feelings are always gonna like feelings that you have for your 
X are always going to be there and it just like opens a gateway to like flirting and like feeling like you can you can always get that person back in a way you know and I just think it comes from a I think it's a place of respect like you know that you're not going to get back with this person you know that there's no intention of being in a relationship or ever having relations with this person again and it's just a place of respect and trust I think that that's I think that's really valid I guess like I think about most of the queer people I know and a lot of them are friends with their exes so I you know obviously Alyssa grilled me for not having a lot of straight friends (laughs) um I just don't see the same thing with my straight friends and just for clarification guys like I really do like I really do have straight friends, okay? Like, don't yeah, she, come her for sisters me. are straight. Sorry, I really, I could have, I could have been better there. <laughs> my sisters are straight. Okay, I have more friends than my sisters. Thanks for making me look like a loser. I was really trying not to make you look like a loser. <laughs> I thought I was helping. <laughs> her sisters are straight. <laughs> her sisters are straight. She's got straight friends from school. She's got straight friends at work. She's got more friends than me. That's not true, but thank you. You're welcome. All right, we don't need to overcompensate this one. <laughs> so moving on. But yeah, so I just, I feel like it's just something that I personally saw more in my queer friends. Mm-hmm. But like maybe it is just like a thing where if you, and I don't have an ex, so like if it's like an amicable thing, then yeah. it is what it is. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think that's, that's a, that's a perspective that I don't really have yeah, I- a good look on. At first, I thought it was just an Alyssa thing, just Alyssa doing Libra things, right? I'm friends with, like, basic, not all of my exes, but a good amount of them. Like, I still stay in contact with them. And I just thought it was an Alyssa thing. So then so then when we talked about it being a queer thing, I was like, mm, maybe it's a queer thing. But now, from that perspective, I feel like it's just an everybody thing, and it's just preference. It's like a maturity thing. Yeah, and I think it is really immature to say that you can't, be friends with somebody of the same sex oh yeah like that's stupid like or somebody of the opposite sex or somebody of the opposite sex right of a sex that you're attracted to Mm -hmm. i think that's ridiculous like are you never gonna have friends you cannot be friends with your significant other for the rest of your life that's that's, facts that will never work that's not healthy (laughs) they cannot be your only friend and you cannot be their only friend things are gonna Things aren't going to work out well. Things are going to get weird. While you might not have to be friends with your ex, I don't think it's necessarily a problem if you guys ended on good terms. Okay. But whatever. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I can vibe with that. All right. So, Alyssa. Yes. Give the people your final thoughts. (gasps) My final thoughts. Hmm. So, all in all... I feel like U-Hauling is a thing for lesbians and lesbians <laughs> only. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Don't okay. at me. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, queer people do subscribe to heteronorm or social norms. and But mm, maybe, they, maybe it depends on the situation and it depends on the person. And you can be friends with your ex. If you're mature enough. But only if you're mature enough. Really look in the mirror and say, can I handle this? 
And if you're asking yourself that question, you probably can't. Damn. So. Okay. That kind of contradicted myself. <laughs> it did. Look, look yourself in the mirror and say, can I handle this? And then if you take more than two minutes to respond to yourself, you can't. I just feel like this is a really not scientifically backed antidote, so. I just feel like I'm a scientist, so. But she's not. But I am. But I am. But you're not. But I am. But you're fucking not. I'm an exercise physiologist, a.k.a. scientist. I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science, so I'm a scientist. Alyssa. Come for me. I just did. Come for me one more time. Alyssa, you're not a scientist. I am a scientist. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Okay, you're a scientist for exercise. You're not a scientist for telling people the answers, <laughs> how to determine whether or not they're mature enough. Once a scientist, always a scientist. Once a scientist in one part of science, you're a scientist in all parts of science. Yeah, it's probably what the Trump administration thinks. Science for all. Oh my God, I cannot believe you just fucking said that to me. You asked me to come for you one more time, so I did. Give the people your final thoughts and get off of my camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my final thoughts is that I am hesitant to think that lesbian U-Hauling is a, is a thing, but I'm okay with it being a lesbian stereotype. I am. I'm okay with it. Are you? Um, I also think that queer relationships don't have to subscribe to social norms if they don't want to, and that's the beauty of them. Um, I think for the most part, they exist outside of social norms. Um, so they don't really subscribe to social norms. Um, and then I also think that it is quite all right to be friends with your exes. Um, as long as they're respectful of you and respectful of your partner and your new relationship. And as long as that shit wasn't toxic as fuck. Because if your ex was toxic... Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Okay. Burn That's it. That's all I'm saying. Burn it. I, I don't go back to that. Burning. I don't, like, don't, why? Don't do but, that. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. You know, if, if, if it wasn't good, like, you got to cut it off. You don't need to be friends with that. Right. So, those are my final thoughts for the people. Um, I don't have any more. Okay. Well, thank you guys for staying up with us on this grand night. <laughs> we just wanted to remind you guys to vote, stay educated, and get some sleep. Yep, because we are going to bed. Ew. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go get some sleep. So follow us on Instagram at BTT Podcast and let us know your thoughts. We want to know everything you think about this podcast. Um, we want to know if you think you hauling is strictly for lesbians. And, um, yeah. Follow us on Spotify. Give us your review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You know, do all the things. All the things. All Just the do things. all the things. We'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. You know, I don't. It's, it's all gonna work out. You know, it's just it's a mutual, respective relationship. Yeah. Anyway, good night. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. <laughs>